Welcome to Cellmates, a podcast where we talk about two animated movies and compare, contrast, and generally throw a Venn diagram on them. I'm, I'm Dick Ward. And I'm Kate Phillips. You are Kate Phillips, I, Kate yeah. Phillips. You're doing a Often, good job over there. the movies that we discuss are Disney. But not always. Often they are musicals. But not always. Often they are good. But not always. Often they are movies. But not this time. Dick, t- uh, you, you've got something looking in your hand delicious you, are you asking it's, what drink i'm eating right it's now? it's almost as if like like did you stand in like a 30 minute line no i stood drink? in a 15 minute mobile order line mm. for this drink that's true mm-hmm. no i stood in a yeah two minute you stood li- in a grocery stood, store line i stood in a surprisingly short line mm. for our grocery store key foods because mm. um, those lines can be long um but i did stand in a line Yum. for the ingredients to this drink mm-hmm. So this drink, it's got like, um, it's interesting. There's pineapple juice. There is. There's, is this coconut ice cream? It is. And then there's like a little piece of pineapple on it, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So what, like. I'm going to call this. This reminds me of something I've I've eaten before. Right? Um, something that someone might, you know, stand in a 60 minute line for. Yeah. Ridiculously It seems, it seems so, like but... you just kind of whipped it up. Yeah, I did. I did whip it up. Hmm. Um, oh, it was pineapple juice. This is, um, is uh, this Dole? It, it, Libby. Oh, Libby. Mm. So, you know, I'm just, off the top of my head, should we just call it a Libby Whip? Like a Libby Whip float? Libby Whip float. Great. Yeah. We, um, it, uh, if, uh, uh, In tribute to Bob Dole and the drink that he created, um, this is no, we're, we're so we're drinking our best attempt at a. This is a generic Dole Whip. Dole Whip float. Dole Whip float. Yeah. Correct. Because a Dole Whip is just pineapple soft serve. Yes. A Dole Whip float is pineapple soft serve, or um, sometimes pineapple. Sometimes pineapple. It will have pineapple in it. Sometimes mm-hmm. the swirl flavor, though, is kind of a get. It's a yeah. It's a free for all. But I sometimes it's raspberry. Sometimes it's orange. So we went to vanilla. Disney. Mm-hmm. We went to Walt Disney World. We sure did. Specifically. That's the name of it. And so we're drinking a drink based on the Dole Whip, uh, which is sold at Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a Dole Whip float I with did. a swirl. Mm-hmm. I had a Kakamora. Oh, uh, I like, yeah. Like, which which had like some blue curacao in it, which is about as much as you can get in a walk around drink yeah. at, Dis- at Walt Disney World. Oh, did it? I didn't realize that because the mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom does not... Do alcohol yeah. outside. So it had blue curacao. How? What is the alcohol content on curacao? Not much. It's not much. Okay. No. So it's like having a kombucha. It's. I. I'd say it's a, like a little more than that, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not. It's not much. Yeah. And there was just enough blue curacao to make it look a little bluish. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't even realize that when you got it. Yeah. Kakamura, famously the most important character in Moana. Yeah. <laughs> Those little coconut. The little boots. coconut man's. Um, so today we are not talking about animated movies or Speci- two of anything. <laughs> yeah, we did not watch animated movies to compare, but we are comparing animated movie representation, adaptations, adaptations. So uh, in the Disney theme parks, yes, 
you, you might not know that a lot of their rides are based on Disney movies. Oh, isn't, um, it, isn't it interesting? So like the Apple Dumpling Gang and uh, Mr. Boogity, Bride of Boogity. Uh-huh. Um, well, those could be coming <laughs> down the line. I mean, Disney Plus is opening up a Bob, whole new library for Bob people. Chapek's completely in charge now. So he is. Anything, so it could anything. And goes. he loves adding IP to stuff. We so. don't. Yeah, we don't know, Mr. So Boogity. We thought we would take this opportunity um, to geek out over theme parks because yeah. we love them. And talk about how the animated movies, like you said, are represented in specifically the four parks in Walt Disney World. Yeah, so we we took a trip to Disney World, Walt Disney World. Uh, it's called Walt Disney World. It's very specific. Um, be, I mean, because we wanted to. Um, this this was not. We a- took a trip for the podcast. <laughs> Specifically, so, the podcast that we do not get paid to so do. So give us some money. No, we took we took a trip because we wanted to, but we thought it would be fun to to look at the different rides we went on that were tied into animated movies. Yeah, um, we're also we're going to be using the word ride a lot. I guess yeah. attraction might be. Yeah, because some of them are rides, some of them are shows, some are attractions. Yeah. But we Rides ride is kind of the it's going to mean everything today. So for right now, we're just going to talk about. IP based rides that that are based on animated movies, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to kind of talk about. Would it be fair to say like the quality of the theming? Dick, you use the word theming. What do you What do you mean by that? That's a good question. So let's theme- let's say a listener doesn't use the word theming in everyday conversations Which the way do. that we do. Yeah. So, uh, theming is uh, everything around the ride. Uh, everything in the ride, like the the ride itself or the attraction itself, and how well it either ties into the movie or makes you feel like you're a part of the movie or makes you feel like you're you're taking part in the movie. Yeah, would that be? Yeah, kind of like the immersion level. Yeah, is is related to theming and yeah. like the yeah the experience itself. So like. Uh, I think a really good example, and this is this is one of your favorite places in mm-hmm. Walt Disney World. A really good example to give it, like, because we've kind of broken things up into three stages of of theming quality, right? So, I think a really good example would be the Be Our Guest restaurant. Can you explain the Be Our Guest restaurant and what we mean by immersive or what we mean by theming? Sure. So, the Be Our Guest restaurant is a Beauty and the Beast restaurant, mm-hmm. fully functioning restaurant. So the Beauty and the Beast, oh my god, this is going to be, did that ring just fall off your hand? No, I was playing with it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think Be Our Guest Restaurant is a great place to start. So it is, on the outside, it is the Beast's Castle. Like, you are walking into the Beast's Castle. This is a fully functioning restaurant in the Magic Kingdom. And it's all Beauty and the Beast. All Beauty and the Beast, yeah. Yeah. Um, as as the name of the restaurant might suggest. Yes. Um, so you walk in, and after you do your ordering, you step into the ballroom from Beauty and the Beast. Like, there are three dining rooms. Mm-hmm. The biggest one is the ballroom. Um, if you go to the right, you go to kind of a, a statue room. It's mm-hmm. like statues of Belle and the Beast and some pictures. Um, and that... Like you said, is the least 
themed yeah, so <laughs> of anything. Like, like, that's that's the least thematic room. It's pictures of Belle and the Beast, so it is still... It's not like you're in a different restaurant, but I'm not in the movie in that room. But like, I'm just if kind you of went, watching a giant rotating statue of Belle and the Beast. If you went to a nice McDonald's like, and there was a statue of Belle and the Beast, yeah. that's the theming. There's yeah. a statue. So like, uh, okay, it's Beauty and the Beast, but... Where do I want to go out of that room? I want to go to the ballroom. Okay, because, so let's talk about the ballroom. Yeah, because the ballroom is, you feel like you are standing in the movie Beauty and the Beast. It's mm-hmm. got the high ceilings with the cherubs. It's got a beautiful like back um, wall of fake window. Well, they're probably real windows. But, but like fake snowfall. Yeah, it's a, you are not looking outside. You're looking at a screen right. um, that is a facsimile of a cartoony outside um, yeah. with, a, yeah, snow falling and you could see the balcony. And then, though, so that's like pretty so that's, good. So like, so lo, like kind of like the base theming is there's a statue of Beauty and the if Beast. If that's all this restaurant was, I'd be very pleased. And that's... Right, so the base theming is like, hey, there's some statues. We painted a Beauty and the Beast, and then yeah, like it's not really theming. Then like yeah. your step up here is you're in the ballroom. You're in the ballroom. You can see outside. Cool. Very cool. All right. Then you go to the left, and you're in the West Wing with like, with like Toby and and CJ Craig. Not that West Wing. Oh, okay. You're in the the room that is forbidden to Belle, the room that the beast has like mm. ripped up with his claws over the years, and the rose is there under yeah. glass, and it's this cool projection kind of like, if you're familiar with Haunted Mansion, the Madame Leota in the glass Like it's ball. an almost 3D projection of mm-hmm. the rose like glowing in the middle glowing of it. Glowing and like petals fall yeah. and stuff. And you have like this... And the room is really dark, and there are sounds of like a thunderstorm, and there's the the picture from the movie of the prince that's kind of ripped that up. That beast slashes. That beast slashes, and then like every seven minutes, mm-hmm. the thunder gets louder, and the picture flashes, and oh, it's the beast! Yeah, like lightning strikes. Yeah, there's like a flash in the in the room, mm-hmm. and. The yeah, portrait, like the portrait momentarily sh- flickers, like flickers into the beast and then back, and then back to the prince, and it's so cool. So this is what we'd call like, pro- like the best possible theming. This is yeah. This is the. These are the reasons that people like us come back to Disney World. Yeah. Is that not only are you so, like, are, are you immersed in? I am in this movie. Yeah. But there's cool stuff happening around you. Like it's going an extra bit. Yeah. That just makes it, for lack of a better term, magical. Yes. Um, Philhar magical, you might even say. Nice. We forgot something. Hmm. Tangled bathrooms. Where are they? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's like a... that's Like a two? Yeah. I'm just going to write it so we don't. Yeah. A Philhar magic. That's cute. Philhar magical. Yeah. Because Phil Hartman is magical. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Dick, I wonder if. You know, as we kind of talk through some of these attractions, yeah. If we're if 
the Venn diagrams might um, come out at us. Mm. Instead of us applying Venn diagrams, yeah. they might just appear kind of like a flash of the beast on a portrait. All right. St- I'm trying to go too heavily on the metaphors here. I'll stop. So let's <laughs> so let's talk about let's talk about like this this first kind of this section of of rides where it's like it's just it's like um, I feel like Six Flags is like our general oh. like oh it's a Batman ride. How do I know? Because there's a picture of Batman. Well, the Batman ride is more like it's just named Batman. Yeah. The, there's a little there's a little bit in the line there. But yeah, so what Six Flags does is they just name rides after characters. And then like, I don't know, the Batman ride is like purple and yellow, which are kind of Batman colors. Yes. Disney doesn't really have this so much. I'd say have, even their lowest category, yeah. except for the Prince Charming I was carousel, about to say, that is, <laughs> which, that is the lowest. And so to be clear... Uh, before before we get into this, just in case, we are not saying that like this first section of rides. We are not saying that any of them are bad. No, that's not what this section means. We're talking about theming. It just means they're not themed. Mm-hmm. The prince, the prince charming carousel. It's a as, lovely carousel. As far as carousels go, it's great. Yeah. What's uh, the What's the theme? What's the prince charming about it? I don't know. It's it kinda, behind C- Cinderella's castle. Like yeah. that's. I don't know why. There's it's American named that. flags. Yeah, Disney just lifted a carousel out of. It was like in another theme park. Or... It was a, yeah. It's a carousel from New Jersey that uh-huh. was built in the in like nineteen oh three or something. He just wanted it. Yep. Yeah, he parks, just he just so, put it in the park yeah. and he was like, oh, uh, paint charming now. Paint some fantasy stuff on it so that like the outside is all fantasy, but the inside is still American flags and stuff. So it yeah, it doesn't work at all. It does play like Disney songs. Yeah, Calliope style, but. No. They're not even all from Cinderella. No, so. it's it's a very weird. So yeah. that's that's like our bottom of the barrel. There's thing. your Six Flags right there. Yeah, that's um. as, that's. But the good news is that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, because everything- and that's still a, a, a perfectly fine ride mm-hmm. as far as carousels go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this like first category where, you know, you could say like, I, I guess this counts as theming would be the title of the category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I'd say the most famous of these that I'm looking at on our list would be Dumbo. Mm. Like, and Dumbo is a very iconic Disney ride at, yeah. at all the parks. Um, you get in an elephant and you fly in a circle yep. for like three minutes and then you're done flying in a circle. Yeah, it's a it's a carnival ride. Mm-hmm. You sit in it, you go up and down. Mm-hmm. It is it is an elephant. Mm-hmm. It, it flies. You nailed I it. mean, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of weird because. Uh, you know, it's it's a nice use of this flying elephant that's yeah. in a movie, right? But you, there are not twelve Dumbo's that fly at a time, right? There's only one, right. and you can see all the Dumbo's on the ride. I think when you say carnival ride, it, you know, another thing that is just like this is magic carpets, right? There's so based yeah. on Aladdin, it's it, which is basically an evolution of the Dumbo ride, yeah. Right, like Dumbo is you've got a bunch of elephants spinning around in a circle they go up they go down magic carpet there's a little more to it but it's still kind of weird that there's like 12 magic carpets Mm -hmm. 
Um, but four people at a time can fit on it. Mm-hmm. The people in the front control whether it goes up or down. Mm-hmm. The people in the back control whether it tilts forward or tilts backwards. Yeah, and that's a new feature from Dumbo to carpets, right. I believe. I haven't been on Dumbo since I was a kid. And then um, that's about it. There's like a lamp in the middle. It, it looks mm-hmm. it looks really cool. There's it's a, a nice looking ride. It's like it's supposed to be... I think I think they might have gotten Scott Wenger for the like the safety instructions, right? Isn't it Aladdin oh, that does it? That might be. I so was distracted. Like, there were fireworks going on. There were. That was nice. Yeah. Um, like other things that come to mind are like Mad Tea Party. Yeah. And the Alien Saucer Spinners. Yeah, which we didn't Hollywood Studios, which we didn't go on, but the, they're like the little green aliens from Toy Story. They're little spinny saucers. Mm-hmm. It's again, it it feels kind of like a carnival ride. Mm-hmm. That they painted Toy Story on. It, it might right. be better, but um, yeah. Right. And the the mad teacups. It's a carnival ride, but it's a teacup instead of a normal yeah. carnival car. And so it is nice that they have. I think it's nice that they do have a diversity of ride types for you know anyone who likes carnival rides or they're littler, so they can't do the, the roller coasters and things like that. It's nice, but in terms of like if Aladdin is your movie. Are you going to be satisfied with, you know, a three-minute magic carpet around a circle ride? Right. Does that make you feel like you're in Aladdin? Not really. Not really. Um, but it's like, it's, I feel like those rides, like, one, there's always short lines. Mm-hmm. And two, like, it's a great little kid ride. Because it's like, you want to go on the Aladdin ride? Yeah. Great. We're going on the Aladdin ride. We can mm-hmm. go on this ten times mm-hmm. in the next two hours while someone else is off doing Space Mountain. Sure. Little kid is going to be like, yeah, I went on the Aladdin ride 10 times, but it doesn't really offer anything. It doesn't offer any depth of experience. Mm-hmm. It's just spinning around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the these ones are pretty short rides, too. So it's not even like like you're, you're on, you're off. Um, right. And again, that's not to slam the rides. No. Uh, if that's your favorite ride, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But the theming is kind of, eh. yeah. Yeah. I think... Also in this category would be there are a few longer rides mm. or more intense rides like um, like Dinosaur oh. at Animal Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any back problems in your life, don't go on Dinosaur. Yeah, it is rough. It just shakes you. It's not even front to back. It's like back and forth. Yeah, oh. it's it's um you rock. Like yeah. it's a rotating thing. So Dinosaur so is kind based of on based on the movie Dinosaur. Dinosaur. There's a statue of Aladar, uh-huh. which we saw like two kids run up to and be like, it's, it's the dinosaur from the movie. Yeah. So they didn't know his name, but they were excited, no, which we were in surprised. 2020, good for Aladar. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the dinosaur ride, you go back in time. It's kind of like a worse version of the Jurassic Park ride at Universal. Mm. Um, but you go back in time and you're going to bring back an iguanodon, which is the type of... Um, dinosaur that Aladar, dinosaur that Aladar is, yeah. is. So you kind of see, like, you are successful in bringing back a dinosaur that I think is supposed to be Aladar. Yeah. You kind of see it on video screens. This dinosaur is just walking the science and there's, halls afterwards. There's Carnotaurs, like the bad guys the from Dinosaur. The big bad is, is Carnotaur, which is a dinosaur they made up for the movie. But it's not... But again, I mean, 
hopefully your favorite movie isn't Dinosaur. If it is, uh, I have many more movies to recommend to yeah. you because you just haven't seen movies. That's yeah, okay. That's okay. <laughs> and this this ride, we should say, is a is a literal reskin. It's of um, Indiana Jones. It's the Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland or California Adventure. Disneyland. Probably Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's the Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland that they recreated in Disney World. So it's the same track. It's the same vehicle system. Yeah. They just put it like a different slab of paint. They put some different animatronics. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's like. It's, we, we think. I don't. I. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've ever been on Indiana Jones, but I, I definitely don't believe been. that there are dinosaurs in it. To my knowledge, there are not. Um. Would, okay, so so it's a re- so yeah, so the ride wasn't made for this movie. Yeah, it's fairly successful in terms of like I don't know that it's not supposed to be dinosaurs. Yeah, it's a it's like a it's a fun enough ride. Uh huh. Um, there's some like good scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like dinosaurs and there's one scene where there's a dinosaur just like kind of choking down another dinosaur. Yeah. that he's eaten. Yeah. I love that. That's fun. Um. But yeah, le- less successful of a reskin. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me let me tackle this one, oh, right? Go ahead. So so Dinosaur is a reskin version of Indiana Jones. There is another ride which uh I think is most commonly referred to as Mexico Boat Ride. Mm-hmm. Um but is currently known as the Grand Fiesta Tour. Grand Fiesta Tour. Starring the Three Caballeros or featuring yes. the Three Caballeros. Yeah. It's like a long name. And so here's what here's what happened. Uh, Epcot is probably still my favorite Disney park, even though so it's great. totally in shambles right now. Yeah, it's still my favorite Disney yeah. park. Um, and Epcot has like a lot of informative stuff, like videos about Canada. It's the museum theme park. Yeah, it's the museum theme park. So they used to have this boat ride in the Mexico Pavilion that would teach you about Mexico and like show you like here are. You know, here's this thing. Here's this city. Here's this person. But n- then they like they re- rethemed it and like put the three caballeros into it, mm-hmm. and they're just like screaming and chasing each other the, the whole time. The story is the two who aren't Donald are looking for Donald Duck. He's gotten lost away from their group, and they have to go perform somewhere. Yeah, he got lost in Mexico. So it's like. Donald visiting different, yeah, the way this dark ride is done is that there's like, you're like in caves and, you know, on a boat, but the the majority of what's happening is like on screens Yeah. Uh, um, throughout the ride. And so like Donald is running through like a Mexican marketplace and Donald is jumping off of a cliff on the coast of Mexico. Yeah. And, and then the other but ducks also there's, go to find him. There's some stuff where like, I, I don't know what all of these things were because the ride didn't tell me mm-hmm. um but we're like they just like mess up stuff that i'm pretty sure is like a national monument yeah it'd be like if it'd be like if the grand fiesta tour was like you know at one point went to like the washington monument and knocked it over they're kind of stitching it up aren't they yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's it just again i don't i don't know but it felt a little disrespectful it was it was certainly distracting. Yeah. Like I wanted a calm Mexico boat ride and yeah, it's like a lot of ducks screaming. Yeah, like so the point the point of the like different country pavilions mm-hmm. in Epcot is tourist outreach. Yes. Like they're sponsored by the countries that put them yeah. in there so that you go to those countries. Right. 
So like Canada has a really beautiful video showing all this Canada mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And China was China had an even better video. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. We're like, oh, we got to go to China. And Mexico just has these screaming duck. <laughs> and I like Donald just fine, but I, I didn't learn anything about Mexico. No. I didn't leave that going like, oh, man, Mexico seems neat. No. I just left that being like, what happened? And it's just, it's a weird choice of IP because who is walking around the parks and going, man, you know what we need more of? The three caballeros. Like... I miss having them around. Like, yeah. they've never been a big part of Disney marketing. Not I, well, not not in our lifetime. Yeah, but even so, like, I mean, I feel like like Three Caballeros, I think, was a pretty decent hit, or or Saludos Amigos was um, a pretty decent hit. But it's not, it's not Cinderella. It's not Snow White. Like, I feel no. like it's a fake movie. I mean, it's not even a feature length movie, right? It's a package. That that's I I actually don't know. We'll have to watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was just interesting, and it is it is too bad because this got reskinned like maybe ten years ago in the last yeah. ten or fifteen years, and they didn't know that Coco was coming. Like, which would have been and that's the, what this ride should the be. The whole but lobby of the Mexican Pavilion is like it's Dia de los Muertes. Well, I think it's just a general festival. I think they've no. The whole lobby is is Day of the Dead. The, uh, oh, like the sorry the the entrance the entrance uh, not yeah. the not the that not that the was, main hall. that was not always true. That is new for Coco. But that's what I'm saying. Yes. the whole entrance is this awesome Day of the Dead thing. Yeah, it's like a it's, museum. On it's got all these like wonderful informational plaques mm-hmm. by like dioramas that are like like some are Coco, mm-hmm. some are not, and mm-hmm. I'm just like. Oh, this is so, like I love that. That's yeah. the Epcot that I'm in there for. Mm-hmm. Is IP based museums? Yeah. Yes. Honestly, <gasps> like, so I think there could be a really good Coco ride, but yeah. they're not gonna reskin it twice in a decade. Like, yeah. um, so so it'll be interesting to see where that one goes. I think the last thing in this like kind of like I don't know what this theming is about category. Uh, is also one of the longest lines in the parks. Um, <coughs> I'm feeling a little bit like we are reading off a list, and I would rather it not sound like that. Great. I'd rather it be like, oh, let's talk about Slinky Dog, and then say, oh, now might be a good time to like level up. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. I'm sorry for like you. You're fine. No, no. But- Heard. All right. So uh, one other ride that I'd like to talk about that I feel like was kind of like at this level Mm -hmm. is um, also one of the longest lines in the parks. It was like three hours somewhere. Yeah, it like slinks around the whole Hollywood studio. Yeah, like we had to dash to get there. (laughs) I was was running like a dog and uh, no, Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah. It's fine. So that (laughs) Slinky Dog Dash was like, one of like one of the first new exciting rides that Hollywood Studios had gotten since Rock and Roller Coaster yeah, in, in two thousand three. In a while. Yeah. Um yeah, Hollywood Studios did an Epcot thing for a while where like most of it was closed. Yeah. There wasn't really much to do. It was kind of famously, you can do this park in a half a day. Like you don't need a full day. Do the first half here and then go to Epcot for the rest of the day. Yeah. Now there's Star Wars and Pixar. Right. But 
Um, so this was this is the there's a Toy Story Land. There yeah. are three rides in the land, and this is like the this is the flagship kind of ride in this land. It is a legitimate roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and. And yeah, so it it is Toy Story based, and it is my nephew's favorite ride that he went on at our visit. That is true. Yeah. And you're you're thirteen, is he twelve, thirteen? Yeah. So you are on a Slinky Dog. The yeah. cars are the cars are really cool um, because you got a Slinky Dog head at the front of your car, and then each vehicle has like a portion of a Slinky, like a Slinky arc. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like metal. You can't cut yourself on them or burn yourself on right, them. Right. They're, they're not. They're padded foam. Yeah. But <laughs> but it looks really cool. Then like the slinky dog goes around the track and you can see it from the outside and it yeah. looks like him. And you got some Jim Varney or Jim Varney sound alike. Jim Varney likes. Yeah. Um, but Dick, what did you? It, would you ri- wait in a two-hour line for this ride? No. Yeah, we did it on Fast Pass. It was a really good like kid roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my nephew loved it. He does not like roller coasters that go upside down. He does not like rides that go like crazy fast, mm-hmm. um, which I was about the same way when I was 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect kid coaster. Mm-hmm. Perfect like this is my favorite roller coaster as like a 10 or 12 year old. Um, like, but as far as like, as far as like feeling like I'm in the movie or or whatever goes like. There was cool stuff around it. There was cool stuff like in in the line, like the the roller coaster is supposed to be built of like connects or, or something, right? Yeah. So there's like an instruction manual of how to build the roller coaster. You see like one page of it. Like there's some cool stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the ride itself, like does Slinky Dog roller coast? Yeah. Is he a speed there guy? Was, yeah. There was not super. Like I don't a, really a know reason what's... for me being on a slinky dog. There wasn't really like a story going into yeah, it. Yeah, there's not a story. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so while it was fine as a ride, it was like, well, this could be any theming and it would be kind of the same yeah. ride. Whereas like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Yeah. Another another roller coaster. Yeah. This uh, I think this ride levels up if we're you know if we've been in the Beauty and the Beast statue room. Yeah, now we're <laughs> Seven in Seven Dwarfs takes us to the ballroom. Takes room. us to the ballroom. I I would agree with that. Yeah, because also a roller coaster. Like yeah. the main reason for going on it is not seeing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It's the thrill of this coaster. Yeah. Um, similar in terms of its like thrill as well, Slinky Dog. It doesn't go upside down. Right. Um, it's just like kind of windy and yeah. I think nice. it's a little. I think it's a little faster. Yeah, I but, think that's true. Yeah. So the idea is it's a seven dwarves mine train mm-hmm. and so the so the cars are mine trains. They yeah. swing side to side, which is neat in a really cool way. And you go through some dark ride scenes. Yeah, like you go up the hill and you're following the dwarves as they're literally mining. Yeah. There's a final scene where you see the dwarves dancing with Snow White, and yeah. those are. Um, a lot of animatronics and pieces from the old Snow White dark ride right. that was there at Park Open and no longer is there. Um, so you do get to see like the characters. That's a bit like on Slinky Dog, you don't see Woody or Bo- like no, you and don't like see I don't know what for like Dog. if you're supposed to be a character. I don't know what characters ride on Slinky Dog. Yeah, like Bullet would make more sense. Yeah, like you ride on the horse, but yeah. So um, yeah, that's where Seven Dwarfs Mine Train really. 
like levels up. You see, you see the characters, you've got, you know, some of the music, you've got these like set pieces where you're just like, you're on a roller coaster, but then it slows down mm-hmm. and kind of like lets you look at these set pieces, mm-hmm. lets you look at the dwarves mining. Yeah. And then it kicks back up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that mix. It's really satisfying yeah. because that's like, I mean, Disney, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, wherever, is not, you're not going for the same experience as aforementioned Six Flags. Like, you're going to Six Flags for rides For, for thrill rides, yeah. And that's not really why you go to a Disney park. No. Right? Like, there are a handful of rides in each park that can give you that. But, you know, something, so Splash Mountain is another one of these that is... I was I was just about Technically based to say, on animated IP. Yep. <laughs> and I was going to say, it's, uh, well, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train reminds me of an evolution from Splash Mountain. Mm, mm-hmm. Because you you do have the thrills, but you also do like slow down and watch the... I mean, because Splash Mountain is basically a dark ride with the water drop at the end. Yeah. It's, like, it's basically uh, like, not even pirates. It's like um, Small World, right? Mm-hmm. You're just on a boat, slowly going through yeah. and watching some scenes. Is that what you would... I, I realize we haven't uh, defined the term dark ride. Oh, a dark or, ride is Is a, that essentially it? Like, you go through scenes. Yeah, you go... You, you're inside... Like, a, a dark ride, you're inside. Mm-hmm. You're on a transportation, and you're probably moving slowly. Yeah. Like, generally. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah, you slowly go down this river, watch some scenes, and then there's a big splash at the end. You, you mm-hmm. like, have a cool drop. Mm-hmm. And it, like, I haven't seen the whole Br'er Rabbit thing because that's in a movie that's not <laughs> available to us anymore. <laughs> uh, but they built that ride in the 80s or mm-hmm. 90s. <laughs> um, there's no reason Splash Mountain hasn't been rethemed yet. It's insane. It is insane. Like, yeah. It. I mean, Br'er Rabbit, it's, uh, there's a lot wrong with the Br'er Rabbit stories. Sure. Not specifically the stories that are inside the Splash Mountain ride. Right. There used to be a tar baby in it and they took it out. Is that mm. correct? Or there's a tar baby story of Br'er Rabbit that There is a tar baby story of Br'er Rabbit. That I don't know if it's use in the, the ride or not. So like technically the scenes themselves are kosher, but there's just way too much baggage with Song of the South. Like yeah. it it doesn't yeah, make to, sense. To be but... clear. This is a ride from, is it the late 80s? It's 89. It's 89. This is a ride in 1989 that was based on Song of the South. Song of the South. So that's weird. Um, Great ride, though. It is. It's a great, it's one of my favorite, it was close this time. Yeah. Um, So I didn't have to wrestle with the, do I want to support this great ride that also doesn't, Really see a problem with Song of the South? I don't right. know. But so that needs a retheme, but but it's a great ride. Um I think so I wanna I wanna talk about something that's right between Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Splash Mountain. Okay. And that is the Tangled Bathroom. Oh my gosh, the Tangled Bathrooms. Tangled has one <laughs> piece of presence in this park. And it's a themed bathroom area. Not technically a ride, but we can call it that. You could sit. It's an emotional ride. You can sit if you You want. You can sit. These bathrooms are great. Like they're really amazing. In general, Disney World bathrooms are very utilitarian. They are maybe lightly themed on the outside, but But like there's only so many ways you can do a bunch of stalls of toilets. And also, like like, you don't want to make that hard to clean. No, you're just like utilitarian bathroom. Yeah. 
Everyone knows what they're getting into. And we don't want people like staying in the bathrooms. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. Right. But these ones are great. They're great. Um, so I've only <laughs> been in one. Oh. One one of the bathrooms. Yeah, I've been in that one. <laughs> no, I've I've only I've also only been in one of the bathrooms. So tell me about tell me about the ladies' room. What do you got? So it first of all, you like the tower is there. The tower is there on and the outside. Like you look up and the tower is there. Some facades of uh, some like cottages that you would see in the movie Tangled. Yeah. You go inside the women's restroom and it's all um, all the walls, all the ceilings have. Rapunzel's artwork on them. Oh, the way that she does it does her bedroom in the movie that she like paints every surface. Yeah, and so there are like these twisting patterns and vines and flowers and um, the stalls are all kind of like that fairy tale doorway, like cottage doorway. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm getting so ripped off. It's really nice. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just it's really lovely. Like it's not that much, right? They painted the ceilings a different way. Yeah. They put a different kind of door on the stall, but it just—it's so cool. So the men's room, uh huh, also pretty cool. But you are—you're uh, like a soldier, mm-hmm. and instead of a bathroom, it's like a horse, yeah, stall, like a stable, right? Stable, yeah. Um, so like as you walk in, there's a couple wanted posters on the wall, which are really cool. Um, the stalls look like horse stalls, kind mm-hmm. of. Um. But the one thing I think is really cool is between the mirrors, um, you know, by the sink mm-hmm. or over the sink, um, there's like weaponry hanging on the wall. Oh. But because it's tangled, they're frying they're pans. frying pans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's See, really now cool. I feel ripped off. Like, we can... Yeah. So <laughs> I wish there were like viewing hours we, for the opposite bathroom. <laughs> next time we go, we need to get to use the baby changing family bathroom. Oh, my gosh. Because I bet I bet there's something great in there. Oh, my gosh. What would it be? Is it probably, a bar? Is probably it... <laughs> probably you just put him inside Pascal. So that's the oh, other thing. That's the, other... that's the other thing is there are at Disney at Walt Disney World. There are what they call hidden Mickey's, mm-hmm. which like is just something in a Mickey shape mm-hmm. somewhere. So three circles. Yeah. Yeah, like um, the Jungle Cruise has like rope. A piece of rope piled in a way that it makes three circles. And yeah. It's, like, making... um, and there's just like stuff like that all over. All but over the parks. the Tangled Bathrooms mm-hmm. have hidden Pascals. Hidden Pascals! So he's <sighs> he's he's chameleoned in uh-huh. with some different stuff. Uh-huh. And you can, if you look around there enough, what, you like can spot them. There are like 10 or 12 of them. Yeah, there's, these, there's a lot. Just this little bathroom area. I found one. Yeah. I only found one. Yeah. I was a little bit upset, but I did find one. So we, we got one, leave. so that's something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm so glad that you brought up these bathrooms because yeah. this is the kind of thing that like, do these bathrooms need to be themed anything? No. no. The next set of bathrooms over aren't really themed at, at all. all. Um, but it it's cool to be able to step into the movie, like, yeah. or to recognize things like, oh, I remember this from the movie, right? Yeah. Like the frying pans, I think, are a great touch. Um, and, you know, like you were saying before, is this going to, maybe you were saying this before, maybe I just imagined it. Like, is this going to make me want to watch the movie again? Like, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, now that I've been on these, on this flying elephant, I really want to watch the movie? No, but... Like, oh, yeah, the frying pans. I remember, oh, man, I should watch Tangled again. Okay. Like, so that's kind of where it brings me. Speaking of watching movies, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a couple at you right all now. Right. And we're just, because I think these are all pretty similar. I want to mm-hmm. throw a Venn diagram over these. All right. All right, ready? Uh, Philhar Magic. Mm-hmm. Mickey's Philhar Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Tough to be a bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beauty and the Beast sing along. Mm-hmm. What do you got? So these let let's let's look at the middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, these are theater shows. So like movie theater, movie theater shows. shows. Big rooms. You sit down. Um, two out of the three, you've got 3D glasses on. Um, and it's it's movies featuring whatever it is. So yeah. the um, Tough to be a bug is technically like an education. Like it's teaching you about what bugs it's do. It's kind of teaching you about bugs. It's based on a bug's life, which was just, it was a bad gamble. Because um, this is this is in the middle of the giant tree in Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Like the thing that, like the centerpiece of Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom made, made a couple of big swings um, in yeah. putting a bug's life and, and dinosaur. dinosaur as like, Hallmark attractions look in up, their brand new park. Animal look Kingdom. up, look up. Uh, is it Defunct Land that does uh, the Beastly Kingdom, or is it Yesterworld? Well, it might World? be Yesterworld. Yeah. Anyway, one of just the two. look up, look up Beastly Kingdom, mm-hmm. and see the stuff that Animal Kingdom decided to do Dino Land USA instead of. Yeah, um, it is embarrassing <clears throat> for them. It's so bad. So if I like a Bug's Life, which yeah. eh, um. This is a pretty decent thing. It's got it's got the movie. Um, it's got some animatronics in the theater. Yeah, it's Flick got the, and hopper. the big hopper. Mm-hmm. And it's not to, Kevin Spacey's voice, so that's, great. that's okay. Um, this is if you um, ever experienced "Honey, I Shrunk the Audience." Um, this is the this is the relative. This is the cousin yeah. um, because you're sitting down and like throughout the show things are going wrong or like Hopper six. Some evil bugs on you, so you get like stung, quote unquote, stung in the back by a bee. Yeah, little little pokey bits come out of your you seat get, and like, poke you. Air blasts coming out you. You get stink bug scents. You've got like little like roaches that crawl under your seat. Yeah. Um. So it's like a it's a whole experience thing. Yeah. But it's like fine. I don't. And and it's like the bugs are teaching humans. How to be, how to interact with bugs. Yeah. But that's not something from the movie. There are no humans in a bug life. You know what I will say is it reminded me a little bit. We did the the Keys to the Kingdom tour, which mm. is a five-hour walking tour. Backstage. Uh, like backstage Disney of Disney. It was awesome. And one of the things our guide uh, said was like, you know, I just, uh, I think one of the really important things about this tour is that you get to know a little bit about us, the cast members, because anyone at Disney that works there is called a cast member mm-hmm. because they interact with us who are the audience. <clears throat> and he's like, it's good to let you guys, you know, experience and kind of get a feel for who each of these cast members are because, like, the unsaid part was, like, so you treat us better. Yeah. But that's that's basically what Tough to Be a Bug is. Yeah. It's, it's Dave Foley Bug going, y'all need to treat us better. Uh-huh. Let's tell you about bugs. Right. And it's fine. It's fine. Philhar Magic. Philhar Magic. Mickey's Philhar Magic. So this is this is not based on a, a movie. It's, it's not based on a single movie. It just movie. contains a bunch of... This was such a great surprise. I went with um, a college friend to Disney World like five or six years ago. And that was the first time I had been since like being in school. Yeah. Like, so um, this was just a delight for us. Because what it is, is it is Donald loses Mickey's Fantasia hat. Yeah. And he goes searching for it through a bunch of basically like Disney Renaissance song 
sequences. Yeah. Like he goes through Be Our Guest. He goes through a whole new world and part of your world. And um, you got some Peter Pan in there and some brooms from Fantasia. But it's like an extended version of the Lilo and Stitch trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Donald's being a little bit more respectful. Uh-huh. To, to my friends than Stitch. It's fine. But it's it's cool because it's reanimated. It's um like CGI animation. Yeah. So it's cool to see Be Our Guest not only in like CGI, which is which is cool, but also from different perspectives, right? Because like Donald is flying through the scene. So you're seeing like the back of this, like it, I don't know how to describe it, like when when you're used to seeing the gray stuff, it's delicious. You're like at a different angle looking yeah. at the gray stuff, and so it's it, it's, it's a different perspective yeah. on the scene you've already seen. So you yeah. feel like you're in the room, mm-hmm. but it's a different experience. And it's just like those songs are great. Yeah, um, you got Lion King in there too. Just can't wait to be king. Um, yeah, does it is it like the most cool experience at Walt Disney World? No. no. Is it a great place to go when kids around you are screaming because it's the two o'clock tantrum hour at Disney World and it's really hot out? Yes. Is it air conditioned? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, do you see Donald Duck's butt? You do. Yes, you do. You do. He flies into the wall. Oh, yep. No. So those are th- those are experiences. Yeah. So the, so mm-hmm. we're we we just talked about Philharmagic and seeing scenes from a different point of view. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast sing-along. This is something that's new mm-hmm. that you were particularly excited about. I Yeah, I, I was. Um, Are you it, still? <laughs> I am. Okay. I think, so they, they put it into Epcot basically as a, look, we know like two-thirds of this park is closed right now. Here's a Beauty and the Beast sing-along. Like, and it's, here's it's a treat. <laughs> instead of the Visions of, of France movie. Yeah. Which is the movie that should make you want to go to France. Right. Until like 7 o'clock, they showed this Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. sing-along, which and we thought was going to be just the songs from Beauty and the Beast and you sing them. But no, there's more. So they add in this whole, they 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 essentially do a Beauty and the Beast one and a half with it. Yeah. They're thinking, well, we don't just want to play the songs. Like anyone can do that at home. We have to give them a reason to Go to this attraction, right. and not just their, their hotel they, room. They didn't need to do that. But well, that's okay. I think that's the that's the pretense. Anyway, so it turns out we didn't even know that LeFou is the catalyst for all of the events that happen in Beauty and the Beast. They layer him in like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I hate it. Yeah, it was not successful. Yeah. Um. So what I loved about this Beauty and the Beast sing along is when they just played a song with the words on the bottom and let everyone in the theater sing along. It was magical. Like yeah. it was it was a more moving experience being in that theater than what I had thought cuz well, it seemed it, like it was just going to be a bunch of drunk adults. Which a lot of them were. It was. But like everyone is singing along. Everyone was there. there to do this sing along. And everyone's singing in key like People are singing well. Mm-hmm. They're not all like singer voices, but but everyone knows these songs. Everyone knows these songs. Not necessarily all of the words, because uh, I don't know if you know this Howard Ashman guy. He writes some complicated <laughs> lyrics. Some, yeah, it's. I think it's neat to have an audience experience where you're kind of all on the same page and you're all realizing together that 
oh, I don't know all the words and be our guest. And I do not know all the words in Gaston. Oh, yeah. but I know all the words to something there. Like, no one hurt like Gaston. No one hurt like Gaston. Do, 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 like Gaston. And you're like reading words for the first time. You're, you're like, like, oh, are these the lyrics? Is like, that what he says? Oh, man. <laughs> so uh, like. So not... like the LeFou stuff didn't really work. And I wish that they would have given us longer chunks of songs to sing. Like they cut off the song Bell after Bonjour. Bonjour, 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 bonjour. It Cut. was next scene. Rough. It was yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But I like that it's there. No, and I think it's an easy thing to do, especially if you don't add some Lafou story that no one cares about. Like, put more of these in in rotation, especially in parks like. Um, well, they have a Frozen sing along at Hollywood Studios that we did not go to because it was. It's a show. Anything Frozen is a challenge to get in. Yeah, through. it's a live show though. Like it's a it's, live show yes, sing along. It is. Oh, that's fun. Uh-huh. That's what our our cast member tour guide was saying. Danny, his mm-hmm, his wife is Anna in that show. Right. Yeah. Oh, good oh, for him. No, sorry, a friend of Anna in a that show. A friend of Anna. Yeah, you are not Anna. Mm-mm. You are not Goofy. You are not Mickey. You are a friend of them. You get into the suit to bring them to life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I think it's a little bit longer too. Like all I'm saying yeah. is like, you do these like 15 or 20 minute, just, right. just the songs, all the songs yeah. from a movie. You do that in Animal Kingdom, that's a people eater with Lion King. Like yeah. really easy to do because Animal Kingdom, there's not as many attractions in the park. And so it's kind of hard if everything you, has a two hour line. You tell me that a, theater full of people doesn't want to do the Sigonia. it would be delightful it, it, people would line up for it people would just to scream that part yes yeah yes anyway all right so is there is there anything else like in this kind of like we're kind of themed it's pretty good so i would like, say there's area. a couple of like speaking of live shows yeah there's a couple of live shows that mm-hmm. include animated ip okay either straight up Telling the story, yeah. Um, like Voyage of the Little Mermaid is like a fifteen-minute Little Mermaid live show, yeah. Um, and you'd think it would be longer. Does that tell the story of Little Mermaid? <laughs> no, <laughs> not well. I was looking forward to this show, and it was kind of a hot mess. Um, the puppets are good. Oh my god, the puppets are so good. Basically, what they do. Ursula to like, is like giant and cool as hell. Yeah, it's a dark theater, it's, <gasps> and it's only the puppets are lit. Like, like the puppeteers are in black. Like the you can't even see like the black puppeteers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the puppets are like it's black, so cool. Black light. Um, and there's like lasers in it that make you look like you're underwater, yeah. except for the lasers are green and yeah. guys, water is blue. Yeah. Well. But um, yeah, that's. To me, I, that show wasn't successful, partly no. because our Ariel looked like she was on horse tranquilizers. She was not having fun. She was not having, like, and I, I wonder how often quality review happens in a show like that because... I, we all have bad days. I don't think Disney World would be happy with what I was, she was not doing in that show. I was surprised, surprised with her performance. Yes. Yeah. She technically hit all the notes. Like, yeah. she sang the correct notes. She just did not want to be there. It's and weird. it's jarring to see because Disney is so focused on your on, training and yeah. like immersing. It was so in interesting experience. to see her on stage because she was clearly phoning it in. Yeah. So for her to be there while making that phone call was impressive. 
I had I had a way in my head that that joke worked, but it didn't. It didn't come out. It didn't come out of That's my okay. mouth. That's okay. Um, so other other then, live so shows. So Festival oh, of the Lion King Festival, is another one that we saw. Best of all, much better. Yeah. Much yeah, best of all. Yeah. Um, different than what I thought. I thought it was going to be a little bit more like a retelling of the Lion King. No, it's just like a circus that is happening while characters from the Lion King watch. Yeah, it's a it's set a, to the music of the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, it's a circus in tribute to Simba. It's kind of like it's like Simba's birthday, like Cirque du Soleil Lion King edition. Yeah, it's, that's it's, basically what it's it is. It's really fun. There's a couple of animatronics. There's a Timon in a suit. There's there's some cool puppets because the. Um, so you got Simba, you got Pumbaa, you've got a random elephant and a random giraffe. Yeah. And they are all former parade floats Ra- for the oh. Lion King parade. But like yeah, the movement are. is really good. Like yeah. that Simba, like I would wait in a line to meet that animatronic <laughs> Simba. Seriously, like he wiggled his head and his yeah. ears wiggled and his eyes blinked and he was very animated. Yeah. And it didn't look dumb. Yeah, so I think even it's really when he wasn't, easy to make those fur characters look dumb. Look dumb. Yeah. So even when he wasn't like talking, he was still like, you know, just twitching or like blinking and like he it felt they like he were, was yeah. there kind of watching the show. Yeah. And that's so, neat cuz you don't have Simba anywhere else in the park in that kind of real Yeah, not really. form. So that was that was nice. Um what other live shows? Oh, we saw the Up Bird mm-hmm. Adventure. Yeah. Which, like, is cool because it takes place after Up, mm-hmm. and it stars Russell and Doug. Man, that's just a winning combination right there. And Watch anything that stars Russell and Doug. Like, the idea is Russell is on a trip with this with his, like, scout troop, mm-hmm. and the scout master is there trying to get him back to safety, and he meets, like, a guy who tells him about birds. It's yeah. a, It's a bird show. You, you sit yeah. there... Birds fly back and forth. They tell you this is a cockatiel, and it says it like says a thing, or it flies around. Mm-hmm. It's a bird show. If you've yeah. been to a zoo bird show, any bird show, it's a bird show. It's a bird show that, that happens to feature Russell and Doug. But it's in between learning about birds. But it is nice because it it does tie in the story a little bit. Yeah, and it does feel like up belongs. It feels like Russell and Doug belong in that adventure. Well, and that's Animal Kingdom has the Wilderness Explorers. Yeah. Club in general, like each park, well, I don't know. Magic Kingdom just might be like, here, kids, this whole thing is for you. But like Epcot well, has, has Kidcot. Yeah. Of like, it's like a series of activities that Magic the kids... Kingdom has the pirate scavenger hunt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So every park has something. Something like extra specifically for kids. Yeah. To like and, keep their attention span over the course of a day. <laughs> and kind of like give them a goal. Yeah. Instead of just riding rides. Yeah. So in Animal Kingdom, it's the Wilderness Explorers. Yeah. Which is Russell's like equivalent of his Boy Scouts. And I think I wasn't super clear on it, but I assume you like get badges quote unquote for yeah. finding different things or interacting with certain elements yeah you of get the park. you get badges which are probably like stamps on yeah. a, a card or something and i think you get something at the end and that's nice like but it's really cool it's a great place to put up i wouldn't yeah. have thought of it myself like no but of course and there's even a a neat little um <laughs> we found it on the way out of the park that uh oh, that yeah. translator <laughs> yeah so right by where russell and doug this is, by the way, this is like the the worst day of our, we had a lovely vacation. We did. But one day was like 
surprisingly cold. It was like 50 degrees and, and wet. super windy and like that kind of mist rain where it doesn't really help to put anything on. But it, You would think that 54 in Florida would feel better but than it was, like 30 degrees in New York, but, but we it were does just, not. We were just miserable. We were tired. And so we did like a half day at Animal Kingdom yeah. and then we went back and watched cartoons yeah. in our hotel. But um, on the way out, like... Uh, I'm feeling miserable. Kate is done. I'm done. You are done. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, we're, we're going to leave. Here's our plan. But then I saw this thing and I'm like, Kate, Wait, do you- come over here. <laughs> Kate, come over here. <laughs> and you were like, what? And then I barked. <laughs> and you're like, huh? Um, but what it is, is it's like, it's right by the, the, the like meet and greet for the, the characters. It's a, it's a dog, dog, translator. dog translator. So the 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 character Doug and Up has a collar and it speaks English. It translates his barks into English, yeah. basically. And um, so what you do is you press a button, you bark into a microphone, <laughs> and then um, out comes Doug language of what yeah. you just said. And it's in just dog. Doug's voice going, "I yeah. love you. I I am your friend." Or you're like, "I love this theme park." Like yeah. it just. There were a couple phrases. And we, but it was it was, it was really fun. Like it, yeah. it cheered me up a lot. And there's a note on it from Russell with yeah. like the instructions, and it's written in like a Russell. It's written voice. like Russell. Yeah. Yeah. In Russell. Yeah. Yeah. It 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 was delightful. Yeah. Super cute. Dick, we got to talk about though. Uh oh. The show of shows that features animated movies. <sighs> Oh, I'm going to break this microphone because yeah, I'm are. trying to do the Mickey choreography. So we went and saw Fantasmic, Fantasmic. which is the uh, Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. nighttime show. Like every park has like a fireworks show or a water spectacular or something. Fantasmic yeah. has a, a nighttime show or Fantasmic is a nighttime show mm-hmm. that's like, I guess fireworks and projections on there's water there's a lot going on and what what doesn't fantasmic have well i'll tell you one thing it does have pocahontas a lot of pocahontas so the idea is that mickey has this active imagination but but he it goes too far yeah so first he imagines like water and fireworks and then uh-oh he imagines a bunch of villains who want to like kill, those, kill him? No, the villains are trying to take over his imagination. Take over his imagination. Because Mickey's imagination is so powerful that if you control it, you can do anything. Got it. So he imagines a Weren't bunch... Weren't you paying attention? Well, there's so much going on. Mm. I must have got distracted by the pyrotechnics that were flying out of Mickey's wrists. Yeah. That was so cool. <laughs> his, 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 a plus Mickey dancing in this show. Yeah. Anyway... It was a 98 or 99 show. Clearly. So what what this means is you get like Scar, Jafar, Hades, Ursula. Like you have, it is starring basically Renaissance Renaissance villains villains. and heroes. Um, And it's really, I remember seeing it as a kid and it was like one of my favorite things that we did. And I hate night, I hate fireworks. I hate parades. I hate like. Just sitting with a group of people and watching a thing that I could watch on a video instead. But you love this. I loved this. This yeah. is the only night show I wanted to see at Disney World. That's true. We saw it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's uh, about, would you say, this show is like, what, 25 minutes long? Something like that, yeah. 
like is a third of it Pocahontas? It is a, or ridi- a fourth at least. Yeah, like, it's a ridiculous amount of Pocahontas, and it's not like Colors of the Wind. No, it's like the intro to Savages. It's the Englishmen. Uh, it's like they do a like a mine, mine, mine yeah. segment. It's and like then, the English and the natives preparing for war. And then for the like Powhatans canoe minutes. in. Yeah. It's super and weird. And Pocahontas and John Smith only appear at the end of this like seven minute segment. It's so weird. It needs to. I, I love Pocahontas for all its problems. And I understand why we shouldn't be using Pocahontas anymore. But also it's 25 years old and. Kids don't talk about Pocahontas anymore. But also, if you're going to use Pocahontas, use, use Colors, Colors of, of the, the Wind. Wind. Just around the river bend. There's yeah, boats use there. the songs that people know from Pocahontas yeah. instead of, like, no characters. Dig and dig and dig and, and dig diggity dig. Yeah, super, super weird. However, oh. it does end with, like, a float... Literally floating boat with like with just a bunch of costume. All characters. of the Disney characters yeah, on it. So good. It's great. And they're all doing this great choreography. Yeah. So you see all of your favorites. The water projections are really great and it has like montages. Yeah. And of- I'll and I'll say like uh as far as a nighttime show goes, mm-hmm. they could have just played all the songs they played and did everything they did and not have anything tying it together. A story or but yeah, part characters. of part of what makes really good theming, like whether it is like a Beauty and the Beast ride or Beauty and the Beast appearing in a unrelated mm-hmm. show, what makes really good theming is having a reason for them to be there. So mm. just like PhilharMagic, mm-hmm. Fantasmic is like, these are things from Mickey's imagination. Yeah. That's why they're there. That's yeah. why the bad guys are here. The good guys are fighting it. And it justifies like some of the songs. It works well. Yeah. It works well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you okay. want to talk about what, like what haven't we talked about? We've let's ta- talk we, about some top tier stuff. Let's let's yeah yeah. So, Slinky Dog Dash aside, there are some really great Toy Story rides at Walt Disney World. Yeah, um, there is there's the Buzz Lightyear spin in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and there's Toy Story Mania in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, and those are two pretty similar rides. They are pretty similar. So these are. Um, not roller coasters, but right. they are like shooting gallery games. Yeah, but you're on a track. They're like, dark. They're dark rides where mm-hmm. you have a a gun or like a zapper cannon, or something, yeah. a cannon, and so uh, w- w- you're ex- interacting. It's like a video game. Explain it's Toy a- Story Mania. Sure. So Toy Story Mania, you you go in and you sit on this car. And it's basically a bunch of like midway games. It's the the ride is called Midway Mania in Disneyland. And so it's like there's a bunch of plates and balloons that you have to break and you have this cannon and however many you can do um, in like the 30 seconds it allots, then you get points for that. Like it adds up. It's got like lasers and sensors and and stuff. And then as soon as it's done, Uh as soon as you're done with that, like the ride moves, it goes you to another whisk screen. Away to a different screen. And then you play another mini game. Yeah. And it's really satisfying. Like yeah. each um each mini game is hosted kind of uh, by a different character. So you get to see Woody, you get yeah. to see Buzz, you get to see Jesse. Like it's a really good way to see all the characters that you if you're a Toy Story person, yeah, you don't miss anyone. But I, I will say as far as like the theming goes, mm-hmm. it's a little confused. Because it's, you you mm-hmm. come in in the line, yeah. You are a toy, 
Or your toy size, your right? Your toy size, You're yeah. in Andy's room. Uh-huh. It was like the main area of the line. Um, and Mr. Potato Head is, is there. Really There's good a, line animatronic. Amazing animatronic, mm-hmm. like telling jokes and stuff, taking mm-hmm. off his ear. Uh, yeah, this is amazing line animatronic um, who's a little bigger than you, right? Yeah. Like, so y- you kind of get a sense of your scale. Mm-hmm. But then when you're going through it, it's, like there's kind the the kind of theming is gone. It's yeah. You're playing games. You know, like you said, there's not really a reason for me to be playing these games. Yeah. It's not like oh, we have to save you know Rex from this. It's like just here's a cannon. Go shoot at things. Try to get some points. And uh, and this is where like I think it's it's clear that we're we're not saying that makes the ride better or worse. I love this ride. Yeah. Because this was one of my favorite rides we went yes. on. But the better themed version of this uh-huh. is a ride I like less, mm-hmm. but that's Buzz Lightyear's Space, Space Ranger, Ranger Spin. Spin. Yeah. So it's a similar thing, but it was made like 20 years earlier. Right. So just the technology isn't as good. Yeah. You're shooting a laser at um, like real objects as opposed mm-hmm. to a screen. It's not like a computer interface. It's right. real objects that have sensors. But you are battling Emperor Zerg. There's yeah, there's Zorg, a Zerg, Zerg. Zerg. Um, there's a reason for you to be there. Buzz Lightyear you are helping puts you on Buzz a mission. Lightyear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're on a mission from Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Also, you can spin the cars. That's Which is really, really fun. Neat. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're bored, you can just keep spinning it. There were there were some rooms where there wasn't anything to shoot Nothing at, like do. transition yeah. rooms, and we just would spin. <laughs> but like, there's a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. There's a story. At the end, Buzz says he's proud of you. Yeah. You get like a ranking. You get a good Buzz animatronic at yeah. the end. Oh, That's, real good Buzz animatronic. He's really good. Everything is like kind of like spacey, yeah. blacklit, right? Like everything is neon. That's cool. You, f- I feel like I am inside a video game. Yeah. Like, and it, it really, it really, that's, that's like, I think our first example uh, outside of like the BR guest uh-huh. West Wing where like the theming is on. Yeah. Like Cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. I am in an adventure with this character from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And it, it holds that from like the line on out. Yeah. Because even in the line, like you don't totally know what's going on, but there's some like red alert lights that flash every yeah. once in a while, stuff yeah. like that. You're kind of like, okay, okay, we're getting ready for something. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea of like it holds you in the, the story the whole time. That's yeah. really nice. So... So yeah, we okay. We're, we've entered the West Wing. Yeah, there's that flashing portrait. What what else is here? Okay, so well, we got Buzz Lightyear. Let me jump right next door to Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Um, right next door, or pretty close to next door to Buzz Lightyear, is the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, mm. which I adore. I have I had so much fun the first time I went when I went with my nephew because he was obsessed with Mike Wazowski when he was like four. Nice. Um, and then I went again with you because we were like well you know we've got some time and this is this is based on a movie and i really enjoyed it last time and i had a blast this time too the idea is you are going into the monsters inc the like the power factory uh, the power plant or Mm -hmm. whatever where like the doors were um where i guess most of well it used to be the scare factory yeah it used to be the scare the scare floor yeah the scare floor and now it's the laugh floor because Mm -hmm. monsters now take their power from laughter so you get in there and different monsters come out and they do like crowd work and make you laugh. It's a stand-up comedy show yeah. uh, with CGI monsters. Yeah, it's like CGI puppets. 
because the monsters are voiced by actors. Yeah. Like backstage, like they're doing, they're doing actual crowd. They're work. doing they're... real time crowd interaction. Yeah. But it's the characters, so it's kind of like it's. I mean, the most rudimentary way to describe it is like a Snapchat filter kind of <laughs> situation, yeah. right? Yeah. We're like. But it's 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 really good, and you've got like, you know, so you've got these um, act backstage actors that are just playing like a, a monster for this ride. Yeah. But you've still got Mike Wazowski coming out and hosting. Uh-huh. You've got Roz coming in and interrupting. Yep. And like your goal is to laugh and have a good time so the monsters have power. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a beautifully executed, like y- you, you are part of the sequel, yeah. right? Um, and it's a funny show. Like they, they have their like things that they want to hit. They find the people in the audience that are going to be. They, they put cameras the on them. And- for Mike you know for mike and sully and yeah it's really fun and everyone is having a good time yeah uh, I, delightful yeah delightful kate there's another thing we did so oh go ahead si- so similar to this i liked i like the idea of like you've seen this movie we're gonna give you a little recap in the pre-show but now you're part of this sequel uh-huh i think and maybe this is what you were about to say there's another attraction that does this that i had no idea even existed called Lightning McQueen's Speed Academy. That's right? not or what Racing I thought Academy. you were going to say. Oh, That's okay. awesome, though. Yeah, keep going. So This was great. This was great. The So this is like tucked in Hollywood Studios by Tower of Terror and Rock and, um, Roller, Rock and Roller Coaster, Coaster which yeah. during busy weeks of the year, which we were there during one, those always have hours plus yeah. lines. And this Lightning McQueen thing, you're like, what? Well, what is it? Is it a show? Is it a ride? It never has a wait. And I wasn't sure, so I even asked the attendant. I'm like, what? Can you tell me about this? Right? Because, and the reason we went on it even was your nephew, like, Cars cars is his favorite. Yeah. So we're like, well, we could do this, but we don't really know what it, like, is it for kids? Like, little kids? Is it? So it's a show similar to um, The Laugh Floor, and you are going through this racing academy. I think it's from the third movie, right? Cars, it's third, after like the, the simulator. Yeah, there's a simulator. So this takes place after the third after movie. After Cars 3. And it features like some of the characters from Cars 3 mm-hmm. and like the racing simulator from yeah. Cars 3. Yeah. And it's it's mostly video. So yeah. like you're doing simulation of races and you're like like maters communicating with you through the video. But in the center of the theater is this really great Lightning McQueen animatronic. Yeah. Like he's a car. It's a car. He's a car and like He's got like a projected mouth. A projected mouth that like I I had to like look at for a while to figure out what was happening. Yeah. Whether it was like a real it's, material mouth or Yeah. It's very convincing. It's blended in a lot better than some of the other times that they mm-hmm. project faces on characters. So like that's really good. And I think his eyes are projected as well. Mm-hmm. Or, or they might be a screen. They might be a screen. They might just be an LED but screen. But he's like really, yeah, really he's, cool. And he like you know he he doesn't like totally move like he spins but he around. Does. He like bounces on he, his wheels. Like his tire, his he's tires never just do sitting. Yeah, his wheels do move, mm-hmm. and like when he's on this simulation, when it's like going left and right. Yeah, he'll his rock. wheels are moving left yeah. and right. He kind of rocks. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm so glad we didn't miss it. Yeah, like I'm so glad that we went on it because. I hear great things about the Cars ride in Disneyland yeah. or in California Adventure. And I think the animatronics are the same. Uh, like yeah. That's what people love about that ride is like, do those cars look real? Like, yeah. 
Um, yeah. They look like real cars. Total winner. Yeah. Dick, what were you going to? Well, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor um, put people on video and said, like, hey, you are playing this character. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about another experience where people were called upon to play characters. <laughs> okay. Was it? Wait, what is this called? Guys, is it oh, this is called Magical en- Storytime. Enchanted Tales with <laughs> Belle. It is. It is not advertised to be what it is. Yeah, it's, I feel like the advertisement, like the the it summary, is, not clear is like in general. It's like Belle tells a story or something. This thing is, like, okay, we are we are two childless adults in our thirties. Yeah, we went into this and like. I'm like looking around at all the kids. I'm like, well, this is this could be a buzz, but we did see online that there's a really great like Lumiere animatronic. Yeah, like puppet animatronic. And we're like, well, we're going for that. Yeah, this was awesome. So let's, I mean, let's take because it's yeah. really hard to describe what this is. Yeah. So you're waiting. Your waiting room that is not even quite a pre-show. Your waiting room is a like. Fully immersive Bell's Cottage. Yeah. Um, and, and even so when you're waiting outside, it's it's, yeah, the, it's, co- the, it's the cottage. The garden, the yeah. um, the one with the mill and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so there are books all over the place. There's a picture of Bell as a kid with her mom. That's mm-hmm. really sweet. It's not, it like you kind baby, of recognize baby it. Baby Bell. Baby Bell. Like the cheese. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Mm. It's like you kind of recognize it. Certainly you recognize the aesthetic, but it's not a room you've seen in a movie. Yeah. And then for the pre-show, you enter Maurice's workshop, which doesn't look like Maurice's workshop, but that's no, fine. No, but it's fine. It's fine. And so you're told that, you know, this magical mirror um, was given to Maurice. Oh, I'm now realizing why I was messed up on the time uh. frame. Because anyway, so you, there's a magic mirror on the wall that Belle gave to Maurice. And, um, and then the magical mirror starts like, making noises and you think you're going to be watching a video on the magic mirror but no and then all of a sudden the magic mirror is bigger than it started out like like, i don't know how they do this it was crazy like i didn't even notice it at first and i'm like wait wait it starts as like a bathroom over sink mirror size it grows to be a door that you then walk through and you walk through so cool it is like the the coolest theater tricks yeah are in this thing and like then, in this attraction you, that no one knows about you walk into like this this waiting room where the wardrobe yes from beauty and the beast is there and she's talking to you and it's a great animatronic as well and it's like uh that's a projected face right i think that's i think it's projected like features yeah yeah great yeah. looks so good it looks really good um because she she is bouncing around she is animated and she is the size of a wardrobe yeah so then she and the like cast member host in each room there's like at least one cast member mm-hmm. to because to this, this ride is or this ride this experience is aimed at kids. Yes. And there are a lot of them. Yeah. And they if you go at the wrong time they are not in good moods. No. So So be prepared for that if you go on this. <laughs> so what we are then told is we are surprising Belle with a story. Because yeah. Belle loves stories. And specifically, we are surprising her with the story of how she and the Beast met. And what when when are we surprising her? When is this? Well, what what I didn't realize, because I was overwhelmed by all the Beauty and the Beast things. Like, Lion King is my number one. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast is my number two. Yeah. So I was just like, 
having the time of my life and yeah. missing lots of things. It is before it. It's before the ballroom scene. It's right before the ballroom scene. Right so, before she goes out to dance with the beast. Mm-hmm. She's getting ready. Like when you do, because this is also like a character meet and greet. Yeah. It's like a, an amazing hybrid. She's in the yellow dress and everything. So what happens in this wardrobe room is that the cast member in charge assigns parts to different, mostly kids. Yeah. Sometimes so they're grown up for a hilarious think, effect. Yeah, dads play like knights yeah. or whatever. They play like knight statues. But she has a prop for everyone. Like mm-hmm. someone plays Mrs. Potts. A little, and they, they... A little kid plays the beast, mm-hmm. which is adorable. Well, and she tests out their roars first yeah. and then chooses the one with the best roar. So all I have to do in telling the story is like, and then the beast roared, roar! And then Mrs. Potts hopped around, and the kid hops around. So easy. But there's like enough parts for everyone who wants to be a part of it. Yeah. There were like, there were enough parts for all the kids who wanted to be involved. And And it was like 18 kids or something. And they weren't like all necessarily like, you know, named parts. Sometimes they were spoons and stuff. Yeah, but, but even that, at the end, like when they called them out, they were like, you know, one of the plates was cheese souffle. One of the yeah. plates was Crab- yeah. pudding off lamb. Right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. really fun. Yeah. yeah. So you you rehearse the story first. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the library. Yeah. Which is so good. Why don't they just have that in the Be Our Guest restaurant? Anyway, um, so the library is overwhelming. And then Lumiere is there. Yeah. And that's another one of these puppets where I'm looking at it like, I don't know how this works. Like, I know how it works and I don't know how it works. But it's so fluid. It's And the flames gorgeous. are done really well. It's and, such a good puppet. Oh, it's so good. And puppet or animatronic, whatever it's it is. A hybr- it's a hybrid. This whole great. thing is a hybrid. I don't know what it's to call so any great. of this. Yeah. So he calls in Belle and like Belle comes in, yellow dress Belle comes in. And our Belle was amazing. She was great. She yeah. was so good. We surprise her with this story and the kids act it all out. And then they make a line to meet Belle. So mm-hmm. then it's like your traditional Disney meet and greet where, you know, you pose with Belle. She signs something if you have something to sign. But yeah, the kids were introduced one at a time. Like, and now presenting Chip or now presenting Salt Shaker. <laughs> and, and people that weren't characters, like kids that didn't yeah. want to do the acting part, they were introduced as like, Princess, princess, or prince Steve. Yeah, or, that's not a right thing. I could only. Think you're just of, seeing Steve everywhere. You I can't could, see Indiana Jones. I while could you're only Steve. I could only think of Diana, and I was trying to avoid saying Princess Diana. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Like princess. Uh, there's another one, right? So then all the kids get their picture taken, and they get a magical bookmark that's like their photo pass, kind of. Yeah. Um, I so this this part kind of took a while. This is the only. Yeah, it was it was the part where we looked at each other. We're like, "Oh, we're stuck in a meet and greet." Yeah, we're stuck. Like, you cannot leave at that point. Nope. You all have to leave together. Yep. Um, and if it had just been like a pass by bell to the next room, I honestly, at the end of the line, I would have like done a picture with her. But because there's like eighteen kids in line and none of us can leave until Belle's done taking pictures, I'm like, "Cool, I'm gonna sit this one out." Like, I don't but- need to do that. <laughs> But no. Lumiere is moving the whole time. He's oh, scanning he looks the crowd. So good. Because like he's he's got the projected face. Uh-huh. But it looks supernatural because yes. he is a candle. He's supposed yeah. to be like extra lit. Yeah. And then he's got these like 
flame hands. I don't know how any of it works. And his I, his hands and his arms move so fluidly. Yeah, like they're connected to like rods in the back of him that are look, black. But... Look this ride up, or like ride. Look look up the story time with Belle yeah. Lumiere because it's it's mind blowing. So then, good. Yeah, and then that that's it. Then Belle goes away. She says thank you so much. Kind of the idea is that she's reminded of like how they met. So she is like, oh. No, I'm in love. And then they go into the ballroom scene. Yeah. So good. Um, so we talked about a reskinned ride earlier. We've mm-hmm. talked about a couple of reskinned rides. There's one reskin that was ridiculously successful, and that's Frozen Ever After. Mm. Speaking of princesses, yeah. Yeah, speaking of princesses. <laughs> um, so Frozen Ever After used to be called Maelstrom, mm-hmm. and it was in Norway, and it was based on, like, Norse folklore. Yes. Which sounds awesome. Like, I don't... A lot of trolls, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember I don't remember it, uh, but it seems like a ride that I would love. Yeah. So now, uh, because you need to put Frozen in the park... If there's a Norway pavilion that you can put a Frozen ride if into, If there's you anywhere you could put a Frozen ride, you do it. Yeah. So they they like re reskin yeah. this rethemed this frozen and it's pretty good. So yeah, I mean we're we're kind of getting to like the dark ride. Like there yeah. are a number of um, dark rides at Disney that um, are sometimes called book report rides. Yeah, um, that basically kind of like take you through the scenes of a movie. There are twists on it. Is that a Tony Baxter ism? I don't Does know. He call them book report. Rides? I don't know. Certainly are, we're big fans of the podcast, Podcast the Ride. Yeah. Um, they talk yeah. about theme parks. If you if you are enjoying us talking <laughs> about theme park rides, listen to Podcast the Ride. Mm-hmm. This is great. Um, so Frozen Ever After is kind of a book report, but with a twist on it. That mm. you go through different scenes. You first meet Olaf. Olaf kind of follows you through all of the scenes. Yeah. That's a great animatronic. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so good. And then it's basically like... Each room is a different song from Frozen, but, but the words are changed or like someone else. Is well, because this it. is after Frozen, it is, and before Frozen Two. Yes. So like, Let It Go is still in there, but it's mm-hmm. like a celebratory song. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, the songs you know and love are in there. Mm-hmm. They might be sung in different ways or with yeah, different like, words or by different characters. Yeah, like First Time in Forever has. Some different words, and it's Anna and Kristoff singing it yeah. to each other and to the guests coming in. Um, this is really like if Frozen is your jam, you're gonna like this and, ride. And we're like guests at Arendelle, right? Yes. In Arendelle, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's really nice. There's there's really cool lighting and like snow effects. The animatronics all look really good. They do have this face projection thing that works less good on humans. Oh yeah. Um. Especially if you can see like a difference in skin tone between yeah. the projection and like the neck. Yeah, it's like, weird. It's <laughs> um, weird. But they got all the voices right. Like it's just it's really, really yeah. fun. And you get a you know Elsa. Um, what this used to be in the Maelstrom ride is there's a part of it where you go up to like a, a Viking or a troll or something, and it like topples you down, it pushes you back the hill or the waterfall. Yeah. And now Elsa does that with a big old, do, 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 let it go, let and, it go. Yeah, and at that climax, you get pushed back. With it's all, like, great. the snow and ice stuff, and there's a puff of, uh, like, kind of smoke or, yeah. like, vapor that 
comes and then you're out of the room and it's, it's really fun really neat yeah um what are some other book report rides we went on dick uh, well, there's there's the Finding Nemo. Can we talk about Nemo? Can oh we just my talk gosh, about let's Nemo? Let's talk about Finding Nemo. So we'll talk about the ride second, mm-hmm. because first there is a forty minute forty minute musical, yeah, written by uh, the Lopez's, the Lopez's who wrote Speaking of Frozen, <laughs> yeah, who wrote not only like Avenue Q and and Book of Mormon and the, the Winnie, music the for Winnie, Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh mm-hmm. but Frozen. Frozen. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, it's it's just um, the story of uh, yeah. Finding Nemo, but with a bunch of songs. And including... the songs are really good. Yeah, I I love this. Yeah, musical. Like I would do it with my kids. Yeah. if it was available. Yeah. Um, it's just really smartly done. Um, all the fish are puppets, but you see the performers, so it's yeah. kind of like Lion King, and it's done so well. There's a really cool, like, big crush um, puppet. Like, it's an oversized puppet. but Oh, the giant pelican. The, the giant pelican oh, that comes in the side. So cool. They do a lot of cool things with framing. Um, and it's not, you would think that there'd be more projection. There's not. They just, like, no. the fish tank in the dentist's office is, like, a smaller rectangle than the yeah. proscenium. And so that looks great. It's, it's just... It's really smart. It's really well done. Yeah. And it features... Uh, a song at the beginning, it's like it's uh, the kind of bookend mm-hmm. with this uh, song, Big Blue World. It's a big blue world. Da 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 da. And okay, so Big Blue World is a, oh is my a really catchy song, and we heard this before we saw the musical mm-hmm. in the Finding Nemo. This, on the yeah, seas the with seas Nemo and friends, with Nemo and friends, which is a Nemo ride at Epcot that um, ends with this song, yeah, from the musical at Animal Kingdom. And seriously, or at, yeah, and we walked off the ride. I'm like, that song is really good. Like it's in my head, and I just heard 30 seconds of yeah. it. Like I'm gonna be singing it. I wonder if this is the one from the Lopez musical, right. and of course that it is. So the, the and that ride, the, yeah, is is a book report ish ride but it's kind of a fragmented yeah it's 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 fragmented the yeah. the reason the reason that i would put it higher mm-hmm. is because of the ending yeah so the beginning of it is um kind of your standard it mixes some um like three like practical effects and screens so all yeah. the fish are floating on screens but you have like a shark pop out that's like 3d like that's, that's like, like a, an, an animatronic. animatronic yeah um or an animated figure an animated figure that's Depending. probably what it is yeah. so it's various scenes like oh nemo's lost from school and then the dory and marlin meet and then yeah. they encounter the scary angler fish and yeah. they encounter the sharks but then they meet back up with nemo and then you're still seeing them projected, but they're projected onto the giant aquarium that is in this sea pavilion. Yeah, and and they're not projected onto the aquarium. They're no. projected into the aquarium. Yes. So there is glass in front of you, or, or plastic, or whatever. Plexi, yeah, right? whatever. Plexiglass. And then probably 10 or 20 feet. So there's, so there's glass in front of you, and behind that glass is water. Mm-hmm. And then like 10 or 20 feet away... Are the characters from Finding Nemo, and I think they're projected on just another sheet of of glass of plexiglass that is in there. 
Oh, that's not how I saw that being done at all. But oh, continue. interesting. But yeah, so as you you are looking through the glass at the characters from Finding Nemo yeah. swimming in an aquarium with real fish. Real fish. So it's really, really cool. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I thought it was a little bit more of a just forced perspective. Mm. I don't think the screen is any far, further away. I just think the way it's being projected. Oh, interesting. Because I don't think you would have a sheet of glass or anything in the middle of an aquarium where fish are floating around. So my thought was that fish are not floating around in this specific part. Oh. And then in the back part is, I don't know. but look. Yeah, but I saw, an, they were really close. Well, look it up. I, it was so cool. Yeah. I kind of don't want to look it up. And also it, the fact that we can't agree on how it was done. Means. It was very it was, cool. And so they're all singing this Big Blue World song. Yeah. As they're floating in this Big Blue World with all the real, it's like, it kind of like makes me tear up. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like go on this ride, but don't blame us for the first three quarters of it. Yeah. Which is fine. You're going to have some screaming kids on oh, it. Oh my because God. This ride is scarier than it should be for a ride about Finding Nemo. You think, I understand you, Finding Nemo has some scary scenes, but. You think the, the shark is the scarier thing. I think the wildly flailing angler fish is the scarier thing but we both agree that this is scary the first time we went on this ride it was like a domino effect of like just, we we had one one kid wailing in like the clam next to us you're sitting in this like clamshell kind of yeah. thing and then and then another kid starts wailing on the other side and then a third kid and because you're basically like in this hallway with all the other ride vehicles the sound bounces and it was just no one was having a great time so, Kate, there's there's one more ride with shells that there I is. do want to talk about. But before we do that, before we do that, I want to talk about the ride that we weren't even sure we'd get on because, because it has such long lines. The the consistently high wait times are like storied of this ride. Yeah. Um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train long lines. Yeah, but, pretty long lines. But it dies down at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, Avatar, the new Avatar ride, long lines. Oh, yeah, real long lines. Uh, yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. The dark ride that has been around since, it, it was a Disneyland opening day ride, yeah. right? this has been, so I think it's partially nostalgia mm -hmm. and partially like, it's right across the street from Small World, but it doesn't have the Small World song, so I think people are like, oh, I'm nostalgic and I don't want to hear that song. And I don't want to hear that song, Yeah. Like consistently ninety minutes or more. Like crazy wait. Like, lines. Insane. Uh, but Kate, the theming in this ride is out of this world. You are in a flying pirate ship. That's but awesome. Even before that, like you are walking through. Oh yeah, the line. The line you're going through, like the darlings, the like the the house that this family owns. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of nighttime, mm -hmm. and you're kind of like Peter Pan sneaking into the house. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. much so that there is a projection of Peter Pan's shadow, yeah, that interacts. And then when you step by the wall, your shadow appears on it, but it's not like then your shadow like morphs into pixie dust, yeah, because it's like they a do really video cool things projection with that. Yeah. of your silhouette. I don't again like. Is great. I love when I don't know how they do a thing. Yeah. It makes me so happy. So and then the ride itself is really it's fun. Nice. Like yeah. you're you're flying. You are suspended from the ceiling. That's yeah. different than most dark rides, um, because you're in a flying pirate ship. And so you're going above and around like 
the city of London, like flying and then going all around Neverland. It's really, it's very peaceful. I yeah. found it. Um, there is one really cool part where you fly, you fly like across the front end of a pirate ship and you see one scene mm-hmm. and then you come back through the back end of the pirate ship. Uh-huh. So the uh, sail is blocking off the scene in the front mm-hmm. and it's a new scene in the back that yeah. like advances the story. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's a really clever way to use this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's a fine ride. Nine minute wait? No thanks. No, but like if you want like good theming in a line, mm-hmm. that's good theming in a line. Yeah. The way we were able to do this ride is going at Park Open. We had a Be Our Guest breakfast yeah. before the Park Open. We had breakfast before the Park we opened like kind inside of sprinted the park. <laughs> from Be Our Guest to Peter Pan right at like Park Open. Yeah, and we had like a twenty minute wait. And we still had like a twenty minute rate and it went up to forty five like while we were like while we were in line. Yeah. Um, so the other seashell ride. Oh, let's, let's tie. So one of the first rides that I went on as an adult at Disney World with my college friend, the Little Mermaid. It's under the sea, uh, Tilda or whatever you call it when it's a dash. Yeah. Uh, it's not a dash. It's a wavy dash. It's it's a a wave. There's theming in the title of this ride. (laughs) Under the sea. Journey of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. It is your standard book report ride. You like, are in a clamshell. You go through, again, it's like each scene is a song. Yeah. So you start in part of your world and then you go to Under the Sea. And the, and you're just seeing scenes from the movie yep. happen in front of you. Yeah. Like standard book report. Yeah. But you're, it's, it's really nice. The music is like loud and bright and fun. And that's such a good score. And yeah. so... And, and like the under the sea scene you're going and there's so much happening that's not Sebastian and Ariel, right? Like all these fish are dancing around and they're doing, excuse me, kooky things. Yeah. And then the Ursa, like just the animatronics are not the best, but they are colorful. They are fun to look at. Um, it, it, yeah, it truncates things, but I just love going through a ride and hearing my favorite songs. Yeah. It's so delightful. Yeah. Um, again, I think there could be more of these. They're not that hard to do. You just need a, a box for it. One thing I really like is um, when you're on rides like this, and this is, uh, is this an Omnimover where everything's moving yes. at the same time? Yeah. So all the cars are moving at the same time, like on the same track with the same spacing between them. So sometimes like someone um, like needs help getting on because they have a disability or some like kid is like, having trouble getting on the moving shell or or something right yeah. so the ride like slows down and sometimes it might stop to mm-hmm. make sure someone can get on and when it stops there's a little announcement that comes over and says like hey the you know every ride has this like you know oh the ride has stopped temporarily we'll be starting up again in a second but in this one it's sebastian uh and he says like something funny and yeah, like, and in like in character yeah that's nice yeah you know? Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. Did did we see any other any Little other Mermaid Little Mermaid theming? This trip? like really tacky Little Mermaid stuff. Um, it, like way too much of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did did we? In answer to your question, yes, Kate, I did see something else very Little Mermaid themed <laughs> uh, for like eight days straight. Eight days straight. Uh huh. <laughs> we stayed on property uh-huh. because. We're fancy. Um, we stayed at Art of Animation. Yeah, which because we have, we're not that fancy. Right. <laughs> we have mentioned before on this podcast um, in talking about The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get back there. But we stayed at the 
uh, there are four like pods to this hotel and yeah. it's the theme of the hotel is animation, animation. <laughs> there are like cells and sketches all over the I mean right like, across the the bridge is pop century which themes is years big, big uh knickknacks yeah. <laughs> yeah um so our pod was little mermaid themed and so there's giant statues of ariel and ursula and triton mm-hmm. around this pool and there's some really cool things along the path like there's yeah. a giant dingle hopper and mm-hmm. a giant snarf blat and the mm-hmm. um the statue of prince eric yeah that's uh, that's my favorite like like the not just a statue of Pink, prince eric the but one the that statue she from... brings to the grotto the yeah. like stone one um so that's really cool but then our room so you can't just get a normal hotel room at art of animation you can at disney world yes. at walt disney world in general but you cannot at art of animation no there is no normal room so the only one available to not a family of eight <laughs> Is the Little Mermaid rooms. Oh boy. So I thought, like I saw pictures and I'm like, okay, it looks like, you know, the the bed head, the head, what, what do you call that? Not a bed head. The bed head, yeah. Headboard. Bedboard. It looks like the headboards are like shell shaped. That's cute. I bet there's like just a couple of shells and fish floating around the I looked place. at the pictures more closely. Yes. <laughs> so I knew what to expect. Holy. And also, this is why when we reserved it, I was like, are you sure you want to stay in this room? Well, yeah, shells. It's fine. It's a little mermaid. It's cool. We're, yeah. We're staying mm-hmm. at Disney World. Why not have a little mermaid theme? It's themed? obnoxious. It is themed. Yeah. yeah. It is like tacky Vegas theme. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's not themed. There's just a bunch of Little Mermaid stuff that's around. That's more accurate. Yeah. Like there's a giant like wooden picture frame yeah. with the painting of Eric and his dog. There are like... Not only are there shell headboards, but there's a bunch of seahorses on them, and they're uh, they're looking at the orb that is your pearl, but it's also the lamp that's on your head. So, is there anything better at Art of Animation? Well, the bathroom in our hotel room, Ariel shower curtain, big old Ariel, and then you pull the shower curtain back, and oh, it is not a tiled shower. Oh. It is a grotto. It, yeah. The three sides of the shower are painted as though you're in Ariel's Grotto. So it's all shelves of human stuff. And Which it, is pretty cool. It's I'll, really cool. I'll admit, cool. that's pretty cool. And we always took showers too early for me to... You did it once. You did it once. Um, but that's what I would have been doing all trip if yeah. we had been waking up at more reasonable hours. Thank God we woke up early. So you leave Little Mermaid pod and the next pod is Lion King. Yeah. I think some slightly better theming in terms of like yeah. the lions are on rocks. And so this is and not in the rooms, but mm-hmm. outside the rooms there are like giant statues. There's like mm-hmm. a scar who's like looking down at you mm-hmm. like he's going to eat you. Yeah. There's an, like a mini elephant graveyard. Yeah, with the hyena. It's like a little playground like, area. Yeah, it's a little place for the kids to turn around. The hyenas and they, are popped up. And you've then, got the log that Simba and Timon and Pumbaa are walking and on. And then you've got Pride Rock, and oh. Simba is right on top of it it's looking not down. not Simba, it's Mufasa. Oh my God, it's Mufasa. We heard several people discover it the yeah. way that we did last trip. That like they would go around this Pride Rock, and then you would hear an adult like, oh, like audibly gasp yeah. or scream. Because <laughs> you think it's Simba, and then you turn, you're like, oh, wait. And yeah. like... You know, 30-something-year-old adults have a certain attachment to Mufasa mm-hmm. and a whole emotional wave that goes with that. So from there, we take a wave. To the big blue pool. 
in the Finding Nemo section, uh, which has fish all over. It's great. Like, it's nice. It's the biggest like contiguous pool on the Disney property. Yeah, the splash the splash zone for the kids is is yeah. really cool. So you've got you know big crush, big Nemo, big everything, yeah. but they're like in sea and enemy, and they're yeah. in habitats. It's so cool. And there's uh, my favorite part of the the Nemo area is just every once in a while over like the loudspeakers you hear mine 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 mine, mine. yeah great it's and uh, like every time it happens one person is hearing it for the first time like at least one person hasn't heard it before and they start laughing that is delightful about this hotel experience is that people are discovering things but surprisingly the best part of this hotel yeah is the cars pod yeah it is our probably our our least favorite movie of of those four. four yeah yeah but you walk in and you are in Radiator Springs. Yeah. This pod does the most of like this whole section is one set mm-hmm. kind of instead of like different statues or different scenes. Yeah. The, like the entry to the hotel rooms mm-hmm. in like Little Mermaid. There's a big mermaid statue and then there's a hotel behind it. Right. In Radiator Springs, you're going into a car hotel yeah or something like there's there's theming over and it's the like doors down to well like there's a path that you walk on and in all the other areas it's just kind of like concrete yeah and here it turns into a road yeah. like it is it is black and there are white dotted lines down yeah. the middle and just as you go in you're seeing there are big um car statues but yeah. they're about the size of real cars they're about car sized so it looks awesome and like and you can pose with that, like, yeah. these are the ones that you can pose with the best because they're just on the ground. They're yeah. not lifted up. They're not, you know, 20 feet tall. But yeah, like you said, there's the the motel that um, what Sally owns yeah. with the cones. Oh, yeah. There's like the cones are around the pool. And they're, they're like little like areas that you can sit in yeah. just around the pool. Yes. Yeah. Those it's are like so cool. the pool tables and like Mater has a big like tell Mater's, mm-hmm. um, you know, repair shop or whatever it is yeah. big sign and, so and that's like, the entrance into that building yeah, each of the hotel pod. each building you're going into is like oh i'm in tomatoes and then when you get in there it's it's a hotel yeah then right? it's a hotel but, but uh it's it's all really well themed yeah i want to i want to do quickly shout out the bar at finding Ooh. nemo mm-hmm. it's called the drop off it is called the drop off because only big fish can go there only big fish mm, so cool and bartender mike Bartender Mike, who was the least Disney yeah. of the Disney people I've ever met. Uh, yeah, Dis- like cast members have a certain script and like certain things that they will and won't let you do to keep everyone else safe and to kind of like and keep cert- up the Yeah, and Disney certain things magic. that they don't talk about. Right. Bartender Mike didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit. Someone's like, oh, this must be an awesome place to work. Well, there are better places to work and there are worse places to work, I guess. <laughs> Like he it, it, he was just a really good bartender. Like you say that to anyone else at Disney, they're like, "It's every day is magic." Yeah. But Mike was like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> I, w- it's I a wish living. I wish they'd have like uh, some more comfy mats I could stand yeah, on. Yeah, he's like know. the shoes they give us are pure yeah, garbage. Yeah, they give us shitty shoes. Like, like <laughs> Mike, what are you doing? <laughs> anyway, he made a hell of a drink. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so like it's. I love being at Disney World. And we just, we love theming. Yeah. If something is themed well, we get excited about it. Yes. Yeah. So, 
thanks for being part of this. Just us listing a bunch of rides based on animated movies. Yeah, like we did other rides too that weren't based on animated movies. Yeah. But Do you it, want to shout any of those out? Yeah, in terms of like what were the West Wings of the? <laughs> yeah, like what was what was like a really well themed ride that was not based on anime or just so, something you really liked? I mean, Tower of Terror is my favorite. Yeah. It's like the cast members are doing a different act. They're like creepy hotel lobby people. There's a whole like, there's a reason for you to be there. Like mm-hmm. you're checking into this old glamorous hotel, but, but you're also, oh, the hotel hasn't been used in but years. But you're also and, a participant in a Twilight Zone episode. Yes, yes. You are a character in a Twilight Zone episode and that yeah. episode is this ride. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Tower of Terror, Dick. Uh, uh, on Almost that same note, then uh, shout out to Haunted Mansion. Ugh, uh, yeah, has like those those Im- those cast members seem like they're having the most fun, mm-hmm. just like the Tower of Terror ones, where mm-hmm. they like get to kind of be bad guys at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ride is just great through and through. And like the beginning is scarier than I remembered. Like it's a little spooky. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, I want I want to shout out a ride that I didn't think I would care about at all. Ooh. Um Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Really fun. You mm-hmm. get to drive the Millennium Falcon. It's yeah. like a six-person interactive video game I like with f- a full screen in front of you. Yeah. I don't care about Star Wars yeah. unless it's Baby Yoda. Um but even stepping into that cockpit like I recognized it and I don't really have like a good working memory of like what everything in Star Wars looks like, but yeah. I'm like, "Oh, no, this is this is where Han Solo drives. The per- like the person who was running the ride, like, had to tell me to walk in because when the Cause door yeah, opened they- and I looked at the cockpit, I was just like, <gasps> and I just kind of froze. Yeah, and she's like, "You did. You need to step in." I'm like, "Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. okay." <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we got there's six different positions or three we, different yeah, positions. We got the best. We both got to be pilots, which is like I think the best way to experience the ride. Yeah. So I was Han Solo. I was in Han Solo seat. I guess I was Chewbacca. Yeah, you were in Chewbacca's seat. I got to tell you to punch it when we went into hyperspace. Uh It was great. Yeah, that was neat. It was so fun. Um, Yeah, great. Uh, And then I guess uh, we are not going to be your number one resource for this ride. There are endless YouTube videos and podcasts and stuff talking about it. But we did go on Rise of the Resistance, the big new ride at Disney World. The theming is out of this world. You are... uh, a like we I don't you're a member of the resistance yeah and you're yeah you're interacting with light spoilers here yeah light light spoilers um but you're interacting with members of the first order Mm -hmm. and they are like they're dicks to you they're really good they're they're intimidating Mm -hmm. um this is without giving too much away this ride I kind of felt was similar to Enchanted Tales with Belle (laughs) yeah in that it's like three different kind of experiences yeah. all in this like seamless um, seamless ride, like attraction experience where you really feel immersed because yeah. you don't really know what's coming next. And you and then when you see what's coming next, you're like, oh, that was really clever or like it. And you just feel like you are a participant, right? Yeah. You are you are helping Belle realize her feelings for the beast, but you are like you know, actively resisting the first order. Like, yeah. Really cool. And I feel like it's, um, and, uh, like right now it feels like a little, like a platypus mm. where I'm like, Oh, there's all these parts and I don't know like how well they all necessarily go together, but mm-hmm. they work. Mm-hmm. And so this like 
mammal with a bill can lay eggs and it's great. Yeah. It's it's kind of a weird evolutionary path. Mm -hmm. But I feel like... But you can see that this is the future of rides. Yeah. I know that the next big tentpole ride, like the Avengers ride, Mm -hmm. I think is Disney's next big tentpole Mm -hmm. ride. I know that that's going to learn from this. Yes. And they're like, they're going to learn so much from Mm -hmm. this. And this is, this is an evolution of rides. Yeah. And I'm so excited to see what's next. Also, I think one more shout out for me. Yeah. Like reverse immersion (laughs) um, (laughs) with the Skyliners. So Disney has a bunch of buses that you take from the resorts to the parks. And yeah. um, sometimes there's a monorail. If you stay at one of the ritzy resorts. But they've, implemented in the past year this cable car system only between a few parks and resorts but they're going to expand it and it is i mean honestly i've been telling people it's the most fun thing i did all week it's rides are fun but like i don't know if it's amazing i don't know if it's the most fun but it's the best thing that we did and that's a good way like it's so easy to get from place to place it's fun and you get to see these views of walt disney world that they've on purpose hidden from you for the entire existence yeah, of it. You, you see, like, you get to see how things Epcot are connected in Hollywood Studios from above. Yeah, and yeah. you get to see backstage, like you get yeah. to see behind the World Showcase. Um, you get to see construction stuff. It's just, and they're just really quick and really, really efficient. Yeah, yeah, really efficient. So yeah, good job, Skyliners. Yep. Nice. I think that's that's all I've got. Uh, we normally do like a final cut where mm-hmm. we we do like special editions and stuff like that. We don't really have that, but I do want to give what I guess. Yeah, what have we? What did we learn in like looking at these rides as oh, adaptations man. as opposed to just experiences? Like, wh- where does the Venn diagram intersect? How do you get to a West Wing? So for for me, and I think it might be different for for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. I need, like, if you're going to make the best themed ride, I need to know where this ride takes place. Mm -hmm. I need it it to take place during a specific time. Mm -hmm. I need a reason for the characters to be there. Mm -hmm. And I need a reason for me to be there. Mm. So, like, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, Spin, uh, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Mm -hmm. I know why I'm there. Yeah. I know when this is taking place. Uh, Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yeah. Um, like Rise of the Resistance, yeah. uh, stuff like that. Uh, Smuggler's Run, I think, does mm-hmm. this very well. Um, I think those are the rides that most immerse me mm-hmm. and get me excited to to go on them again or yeah. experiences. Um, book report rides are cool, but I'm kind of like, yeah, well, I, I get that. Yeah. But like, if again I can be a part of something, mm-hmm. that's that's like number one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. That's great. I love, in addition to that, Yeah, I love just getting to see the stuff I've only seen in a movie. Mm. Getting to be in Belle's library. Getting yeah. to be in the Under the Sea song, right? Like, yeah. I just, and same thing with Smuggler's Run, even though I don't have an attachment to it like I do Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast. Like, oh, I'm in the mm-hmm. movie. I love that. Yeah, you're I like think, in a different, and that's where like, you know, what, Maybe we'll talk about Universal or something. Like, if people enjoyed this episode, mm-hmm. next time we take a trip, maybe we'll talk about that. But, like, that's where, like, Diagon Alley mm-hmm. really works for me. Yeah. Is like, I don't really care about Harry Potter that much. Mm-hmm. I've seen most of the movies once. I've seen some of them twice. Mm-hmm. And 
I just feel like I'm in a completely different world the second I step in. And there. you're straight up in the movie. Yeah. And it just, yeah. it blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, and yeah, like it just takes you somewhere else. Yeah. 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 That there and like Rise of the Resistance, I just, I feel like I'm underdressed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Like I should I'm be like, in. Oh man, in I'm costume. sticking out like a sore thumb. I look like a tourist. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. So, Dick, if you were going to, yeah, uh, Disney Imagineers call the blue sky phase of a project just like mm. a. If I could create a ride of my dreams, yeah, what would it be like? So, are we going to say it's based on an animated feature? I would say, yeah, okay, based on an animated feature. Well, do you have one? Because I, I have an I idea have... for an experience. Okay, go. Why don't, why don't you go? <laughs> It'll be first. more of an attraction. Yeah, and I think so. Um, it was like several years ago that we were talking about this. I'm like, what I think Disney should do when they'd like, you could even like charge a little bit of money for it. It could be like at Disney Springs, like their yeah. downtown is like a walkthrough photo op experience where you walk into the Be Our Guest dining room mm. and you can walk around all the sides of the table. You can take pictures with a still Lumiere or like a bunch of plates or like, Maybe you you even have, like you were saying, maybe you you even have a dress-up piece that you put on in that room. Yeah. And then you go to the next room, and it's like the the Bella Notte, or Bella, what is it called? Bella Notte. Bella Notte scene from Lady and the Tramp. And it's like, you sit down at that table with that plate of spaghetti between you, and like... So it's like almost a reverse wax museum. Yes, a reverse wax museum. Where like, you're not standing with the dog. Right. You are... Getting to like yeah. sit in that place. You are in the dog. Movie. You get to pose like Lady in the Tramp. You get also, to also like uh, you get to be Belle at the head of the table. Food, I feel like, especially like um, at like higher end dessert places and stuff, mm-hmm. is really aiming to be Instagrammable. Yeah, that's that would be perfect, this perfect, right? Yeah, I just because I just can't get enough of that. Like, yeah, being in the. I wish we could have spent more time in that library in Bell's. And I always want to spend more time and be our guest restaurant, even though it's a quick service. Like, I only need about 10 minutes to eat my food in there. We had to, I had to kind of rush you out. Yeah. You're like, no, the park is opening. We need to get on Peter Pan. I'm like, well. We were in that restaurant for 45 minutes. I I just want to stare at the theming longer. (laughs) And it's great. And so maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's a cafeteria style restaurant where each room is a different thing. Mm. Right. And maybe that's how you do it to actually give you a reason because yeah. otherwise people would just sit forever maybe in whatever yeah. movie room was their favorite like yeah i need a reason to be out of there but yeah i think mm. more experiences like that would be great nice yeah wow that's good uh, dick Oof. um okay uh, are we sticking with disney uh you know what animated features okay so, uh, Titan A.E. is a movie. Don't you dare. I'm not. I'm Look. not. Um, oh, I should say, by the way, Ava, uh, Pandora was really cool. Pandora was great. Yeah. That's all. Um, no, so I'm trying to think of like a, a good animated movie that doesn't really have uh, presence in the parks uh, or any parks. So, I want to say uh, I would like it. It doesn't even have to be like a number three. It, like a it, like a super high end themed ride, mm-hmm. but it it should be. I would like a uh, Spirited Away uh, experience, oh. and I think the ride could be like riding riding the dragon Haku. 
uh, or something. Spirited Away. I heard Spirit of the Cimarron in my head. Nope. And I'm like, well, that would be cool, like riding horses. No. No, Spirited Away makes way more sense. Spirited Away, yeah. Continue. (laughs) Because I just, like, I want to go into that. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it was just a hotel themed, Mm -hmm. like the, like the, the, the place in Spirited Away. Yeah. Like the, the, the spring. The bathhouse, bathhouse, thank you. If it was just a hotel themed like that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Mm. So, yeah, Spirited Away Hotel. Done. They could do so much more with hotels. Yeah. Like, it, our, our tacky room aside, like, if if you just go all in and yeah. you're like, you're in a shell now or like the whole room could have been Ariel's Grotto. Well, like, they are doing they are doing more with hotels. Oh, that's true. But it, but it's going to cost maybe you not like, like a $1,500 a night hotel. Yeah, for that Star Wars hotel. Yeah. Nice. Uh, cool. Kate, I, I can I throw one more out there? Because, sure. Um, uh, our our fan Spencer, uh-huh. uh, we were talking recently about some suggestions that he that he had. Uh-huh. Uh, and listener of the show, listen, listener of the show. Yes, um, he uh, mentioned uh, that he does not want Captain EO to be locked in the vault, which we had said which earlier. We had said Captain EO is in the vault because I get it. You don't want. A Michael Jackson mm. thing at a kid's theme park. Mm, it's nope. it's not a good look. But he's like, well, uh, you know, you you could throw... Um, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. I was going to say Marlon Brando. And I'm like, that's oh, got to be no, wrong. Definitely not. Like, you could throw... you could Because Bruno Mars is, I guess, working with Disney. Like, oh. you could do a Captain EO thing and just recast. A remake, yeah. Um, and so I want to I wanna throw in a... Uh, uh, that is that is also a suggestion. That's a great idea. I would love to see that because there is so much affection for that. I loved Captain EO so much, and I know you were bored to tears. Yeah, no, by I it. I hated it, but, but I, I guess if you're in so the much. room and it's big and it's playing the music, yeah. Okay, so who um do you do you get Angelica Houston back? Ooh, or do you? I forgot. Throw yeah, else that's Angelica Houston. I think she's still alive. <laughs> and I don't think she's been arrested for anything like that. So and it that's doesn't it. <laughs> really matter if she's aged up because she's... she still. I mean, we just watched Smash. Like she still looks badass. Like yeah, but also she's in like crazy like Borg Queen makeup. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what she looks like. Right. She's in Borg Queen makeup. So yeah, Angelica Houston. Great. Done. Done. Great. All right. Yeah. We hope you're listening, Disney. <laughs> yeah. We'll get. We'll give you Spencer's information yeah. so you can pay them. Pay them. So hey, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, we've gotten some awesome suggestions recently. We had like a bunch of people reach out in the last week or two. Yeah, thank you to uh, everyone who's listening for your ideas. This is so yeah. fun. And we've had some like really cool pairing ideas. Uh-huh. Uh, we will. We're we're working. We're working on it. On it. <laughs> I, pr- I promise we're working on it. Uh, so yeah. Thank you for your suggestions and and and, and you know telling us we're cool. Uh, someone told us we're cool. Probably. Hey, I thank said you. We're, I said we're cool. Thanks. Um. So yeah, thank you all for all those suggestions and stuff. Please uh, feel free to keep writing us in. Yeah. Uh, if you reach out, if you're interested in reaching out with either a movie pairing, which is normally what we do on this podcast. Yep. Or you know, tell us your favorite animated feature film based attraction at a yeah. theme park um you can reach us we are cellmates podcast on twitter cellmates podcast on facebook mm-hmm. cellmates podcast at gmail.com that's true on email yep and 
if you just want to uh, go to our website, check out our podcast in general. I guess <laughs> cellmatespodcast.com. But yeah. you can also find all the apps that we're on and links to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. We did something a little bit different this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, tell us what you thought of this. Yeah. Uh, especially if you enjoyed it. If yeah. you enjoyed it, <laughs> let us know. If you didn't, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we've got uh, some really cool pairings coming up in the near future, yeah. but I'm not going to tease them because every time I try and do that, we change our mind about what's being paired and then I have to edit it out. There will be animated movies. That's true. For Cellmates Podcast, I'm Kate Phillips. <laughs> you paused there. Did you forget your name for a no, second? I didn't. I'm Dick Ward. Have a magical day. Aw. Uh, high moons bright moons stars to you sir yeah that's what they're saying galaxies I just lost everything in my brain wow That was cool. Uh, this might not be a good day to record. I saw it happen. Yeah, you want to do this tomorrow? No. We got our dull whips. <laughs>